On today's episode of Inside the Nest, we speak with Kennesaw State alumna and current nurse at Atlanta Piedmont Hospital, Emily Hallberg. I'm Nolan Alexander. I appreciate you joining us today. And I'd like to let you know that Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Emily was an outstanding lacrosse student-athlete for KSU. She dominated the draw control. She was a multiple ASUN all-academic team member. After she wrapped up the 2018 season, she went on to pursue a career in nursing. And right now, she is on the front line in the fight against the coronavirus. She gives wonderful advice. And the stories that she tells make you stop and pause. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Emily Hallberg, and I think you'll enjoy hearing her story even more. This is Inside the Nest with Emily Hallberg. Emily, thank you so much for being with us today. We have the utmost appreciation for you and your colleagues of fighting the coronavirus in the front line right now. Start out with, obviously, you have a little bit of time off right now. How are you holding up through all of this craziness? Uh, it's definitely been tough. Um, holding up by drinking lots of coffee. <laughs> and um, honestly, I just feel like um, on my days off, I try to stay educated still on what's going on because everything's changing daily. The CDC's like recommendations and everything like that. So it's been pretty crazy. So I try to stay really up to date on um, the newest data and all that stuff. And um, that's kind of how I've been spending my off days. <laughs> Well, let's go on ahead and talk about that right now. At the time of this recording, what's some of the latest data and news that you've digested that we as the public should know so we don't inundate your hospitals? Yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to look today, but honestly, I know the news has talked about it a lot. The only thing that people can really do is just what they've been recommending by like quarantining and social distancing. Um, I know it's very, very contagious, the virus is, so it's very easy to pick up. So honestly, just following their basic guidelines of, you know, good hand hygiene and social distancing and quarantining is pretty much the best way to do it. But I will say that um, if you're young and healthy, which they've said on the news multiple times, it's not going to affect, it shouldn't affect you in the way that you would, you know, go into the, you'd have to go into the hospital if you're young and healthy. So. Um, but the only reason the young and healthy people have to like, practice hand hygiene, hand hygiene and quarantining and social distancing is to protect the people that are not. So, yeah. So what's your current role at Atlanta Piedmont and how has that been affected by the outbreak of the coronavirus? Um, so I'm a registered nurse at Piedmont Atlanta and I work on the organ transplant unit and Piedmont Atlanta has done a lot in preparation um, to see a huge surge. I mean, we've had quite a few COVID patients and our ICUs are pretty filled with coronavirus patients, but um, in preparation for a surge like New York and Louisiana and these other states um, are seeing, we actually opened um, a new hospital 
early. We were currently like building this new hospital and it was supposed to open up at the end of this year, but they went ahead and sped up the process and opened up the hospital early. It actually opened yesterday was the first day of its opening. And there's three floors that have, I think, close to like a hundred beds and they're all supposed to be critical care beds. And it's just to have the space if and when we need the space, when we see like a huge influx of patients. So Piedmont's been um, doing that. And then we're also training all of our employees to be able to um, treat patients that are in critical condition, because that's what the hospital system is really preparing for. Not the patients that are coming in that just need some antibiotics or something like that. We're preparing for the patients that are coming in that are in critical condition, because that requires um, like a one to two ratio with nurses and we just don't have the staff and everything to be able to. So we've tried to prepare, you know, other staff members to be ready to help if needed. So lots of preparation. Luckily we haven't seen any huge surge yet. Um, I think we're kind of cautiously optimistic right now that maybe we won't see one, but we're still prepared and ready if that's going to happen. So that's kind of what Piedmont Atlanta has been doing. And that hospital, is that the one on Collier and Peachtree? It is, yes. What What is your typical job looked like right now, let's say over uh, this past week? Yeah, so over this past week, <clears throat> we've been actually a little bit low census because another thing that the hospital's done is it stopped all elective surgeries. So we haven't been doing a lot of our living donor transplants. So on my floor, we haven't had honestly, that many patients. So a lot of the staff members right now, uh, to go along with the last question too, but how we've just been preparing, if we have too many nurses and not enough patients, we've been sending some of our nurses to the ICUs already to try to like shadow the other nursing staff so that we can be prepared if the surge comes. So that's what kind of I've been doing. If we've had a low census, I've been floating to the ICUs and um, shadowing some of the nurses down there to help um, prepare. So that's kind of what it's looked like for me. It's been a little bit slow on my floor just because of um, we're not doing a bunch of the living donor transplants like we usually do. So, What have you learned from being in the ICU and shadowing those nurses? Um, I have learned that the coronavirus can make people very, very sick. The people that have it down there, I mean, they're really, really, really sick. But like I had said before, um, a lot of them have a lot of like comorbidities. So it's not really, I'm not, I have not really seen anyone like young and healthy, but a lot of the people that are down there have a lot of other health problems like diabetes, hypertension, that kind of stuff. So, but it does make people very, very sick and you have to watch them very carefully. It takes a lot of, a lot of work to care for them. Can you give us an example of something that would be very different for you and your role of what you've been doing compared to if you had to be in the ICU full-time for a period of time? Yeah, um, there's a lot of differences, which I think I, I've honestly praised Piedmont for trying to train us properly because there's a lot of different skills. Um, a big difference between um, just like a floor that I work on and then in ICU is a lot of the patients are on ventilators and the ventilators, um, they require a lot of work. And then the patients also have a lot of other um, different lines that I don't normally see on my floor. Like, uh, for example, there's um, a, a line called an arterial line, which tells us um, it's 
constantly tells us the patient's blood pressure, but you can do blood draws from an arterial line. It has to be leveled. There's a bunch of different things. So there, I would say a big difference is just the skills and knowledge that it takes to work in the ICU, um, just because of all of the different things like ventilators and different lines and um, patients are on um, like induced comas with medications. And so as the nurse, you're the one that's titrating those medications. So you have to know uh, what to look for um, and when to, you know, raise the amount of sedation that you're giving and when to lower it and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of knowledge and skills that it takes to be in an ICU, which, but the, the knowledge and skills that it takes, that's why it's a, such a like low ratio, like one nurse can only have two patients, if that makes sense, because there's so many different things that you have to watch and look for and be able to do. They're superheroes. They really are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially during this time, because like I said, those patients are very, very sick. How are those nurses and doctors holding up? Um, I think everybody, I mean, we're doing the best we can. I've really felt like during this time, like everyone in the hospital has really come together to support each other because I mean, a lot of people, like I said, are working overtime. I've done a ton of education stuff, um, like a, on my own time to be able to try to prepare for this. And I feel like everyone is holding up as best as we can and has done a really, really good job supporting each other. Um, we've had people donate tons of money to like just buy staff lunch and we've had people, you know, trying to donate and help. So I think that even the support we've seen from the public too has been huge because it is rough <laughs> and we're everyone's working really really hard in the hospitals doctors and nurses both so well that's so a good lots of support that that's a good point what can we do as the public to help y'all uh, what's the most effective what are you in need of uh, how much does having that lunch paid for help out it helps out a lot especially specifically at Piedmont Atlanta right now our um, cafeteria is closed down so <laughs> the nursing and well, just anyone in the hospital actually we are not able to go down to the cafeteria and get lunch so we have to like bring our own but one of my charge nurses he posted like a post on Facebook with his Venmo name and said that you know all 100% of the donations would go to nursing staff to buy food and he's seen like an overwhelming amount of people donate money so I think that that's really cool to see people support us like that um, but as far as like stuff that everyone else can do honestly just following the CDC guidelines is the most that anyone can really do for us just because you know it's keeping people safe and out of the hospital so <laughs> We'd like to take a moment to thank our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare to every person, every time. A reminder that Inside the Nest is available on your favorite podcast app, whether that's TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it, we've got it available, so please be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It drops every single week. This is Inside the Nest with Emily Hallberg, a KSU lacrosse alumna and current RN at Atlanta Piedmont Hospital. Let's get back to her incredible story. So what are your hours look like in a given week? Are you someone who works nights, days? Is it a mix? <clears throat> yeah, I, um, I work day shift. So I don't know if we do see a surge. I don't know if that could change. Maybe it could. I don't know. It depends where they would need staffing at. But I, I've been working day shifts since I started out. So and I work uh, three 12 hour shifts a week. And then sometimes I do pick up extra and I'll go in and do, you know, like I said, some education and stuff 
on my other off days. Well, Emily, I can only imagine how much mental strength you and all those nurses need to go through this and continue to push forward. And it sounds like you've got a good attitude about this. It sounds like you're in good spirits. And that's really important. How has your time at KSU and balancing being a Division I student athlete who was academic all-conference helped you for a moment like this? Honestly, I think uh, being a student athlete, well, one for one, it helped me with time management. But I think preparing for a time like this, like I felt like during um, school and when I played lacrosse, I, I was always like not overwhelmed, but I always had so much going on because I had clinicals. I had practice. We were traveling on the weekends and I had like four tests coming up. So I felt like I always had a lot on my plate as a student athlete. And that's exactly what it feels like right now. There's so much on my plate between work and trying to, you know, be up to date with what's going on and trying to learn everything the hospital needs me to in case we see this huge surge. I don't really feel like I'm being, I mean, there's a lot going on, but I really don't feel overwhelmed. And I feel like it's because I was a student athlete and had so much on my plate for four years that now I'm able to handle this better just because I feel prepared and I know how to manage my time. So it's really, honestly, it really has helped. Is there a certain memory that pops up in your head when you feel stressed out with time that you think back to when you were a student athlete, maybe it was a weekend, it was a road trip with a lot of homework and a big game or a day that you rushed around with clinicals or something. Is there a memory that stands out? Yeah, I actually think it was my very last senior season and the senior, so we made it to the conference and we were driving down a conference, but we had finals that, you know, we, if we didn't advance in conference, we would make it home in time to be able to take finals. And so the way that my class schedule was, I had like one final on Monday. I think I had two on Tuesday and then I had another one on Wednesday. So it was just like all those tests clumped together and the weekend that weekend before those, I was traveling to like conference and um, we had the banquet and we had all this stuff going on. So I, I remember feeling super, super, super stressed out during that time and wondering like how I was going to do it all. And um, we ended up not advancing and we went home and I ended up taking my finals, got A's in all of my classes. And it was just like one of those moments where I remember at the beginning of that week and thinking like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do all of this. And then at the end of it, I was like, wow, I got all of it done. And so I do, I do think back to that moment a lot, like I had so much going on and, you know, if I can do it then, I can do it now. How are you supported by your teammates, coaches, and support staff as a student athlete going through everything that you had to do to pursue a degree in nursing as well? Yeah, I actually felt really supported by um, my coaches and my teammates because, um, as like as a nursing student and a student athlete, like we've said, I had like clinical hours, tests, and all of that all of that stuff. And I felt like my coaches were always very understanding, especially when it came to clinicals, because I always had to miss practice on the days that I had clinicals. So I felt like they were always super understanding, and I never felt like there was like I, I never felt nervous to go in to talk to them to ask, you know, is this okay or can I please, you know, have a little bit of extra time, you know, to study? Can I, you know? miss practice and be able to, you know, cope with all of the work that I had. So they were always very supportive. And I always felt the same way with my teammates too. everyone, even to still today, I still have old teammates reaching out to me this past week. I've had like two or three teammates that I haven't talked to in a long time, but they texted me and said that they're, they're praying for me and 
all this stuff. So I still even feel like I have the support of my teammates, which is really cool. A really unique thing that comes from, you know, being a student athlete. So that's so awesome to hear. And Emily, as I've started to get to know more of this lacrosse program of current student athletes and you as an alumna, I found out that it breeds these overachievers and people that pick really challenging majors to try to balance yeah. <laughs> being a division one student athlete. What's going on with KSU lacrosse? Nobody seems to take the easy way. I know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're recruiting really good people. <laughs> Did you know that you wanted to be a nurse or a lacrosse player first? Um, I think a lacrosse player first. I didn't really know, like originally, I think my first semester at KSU, I originally declared biology because I thought I wanted to try to do like pre-med and go to medical school. So I definitely lacrosse player first before I decided nurse. And what made you choose nursing? Um, <clears throat> my mom's a nurse and me and her talked about it a few times and I just really liked the patient care aspect of nursing because that's what my mom said. She said, you know, I mean, as a doctor, you get to know your patients, but as a nurse, you really get to know your patients. And that was what really drew me to nursing was the patient care seemed like it was more, you developed stronger relationships with people. And that was really why I wanted to do medicine in the first place. And you told me before we recorded this podcast, you're not done with your KSU education. What more are you studying? Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm doing a master's in nursing education. So I'll graduate this upcoming December. Um, and I really enjoyed, like, enjoy education as a, like a transplant nurse. We do a lot of education with our patients because after you get a transplant, your whole life changes and these patients need to be educated. So it was through that, that I kind of dis discovered that I really enjoyed the aspect of education. And we have nursing students on our floor that come and I really enjoyed teaching them. So, um, I kind of decided from there that I wanted to pursue, I knew I wanted to advance my degree anyways, and I kind of picked education after realizing that I have a really strong desire um, to educate. So I'm graduating in December with that, and I really actually hope to come on board at KSU and be a part of a Wellstar School of Nursing and teach students and do like maybe a clinical instructor or something like that. So, and hopefully get my doctorate. That's in, in the future too. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the Indy, Kennesaw's newest student house community. The Indy is now accepting applications for the fall of 2020. Visit www.livetheindy.com for more information. See what elevated student housing looks like. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Here's more Inside the Nest with Emily Hallberg. Yeah, no, just uh, check mark lacrosse players that do the bare minimum. There's something about mm. y'all in, in the water over there <laughs> that's got to achieve the highest goal possible. So that's obviously, <laughs> you've enjoyed your time at KSU in, in the Wellstar College. I, it sounds like prepared you pretty well for the workforce. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was something like when I first started out at my job too, um, there was other, you know, new graduate nurses that I was starting with that went to other schools. And I felt like Kennesaw does a great job preparing like new graduate nurses. I felt like I was honestly like ahead of the game from all the other people that were around me. So they do a fantastic job. And that's kind of why I want to come on board afterwards. Cause I, I, 
firsthand know how well they prepare they prepare their students so which is really great if coach Manis asked you to come out there and uh step on the lacrosse field would you do that too <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I love coach Manis so we found out you know while you chose nursing and pursued that let's backtrack a little bit more why'd you pick KSU you're a local product uh, across 85 over from Mill Creek High School in Decula in Gwinnett. What made you feel like Kennesaw State was the right choice for you to go to college? I've always been more of a homebody. So I knew that I wanted to like be closer to home if I could, just because I'm super close with my family. So that was a big factor. And I'm trying to think back to when I, <laughs> when I chose Kennesaw. I knew I wanted to play Division One. I, I knew I wanted to be close to home. Those are my two big factors. So the only other Division One program in the state of Georgia is Mercer. Mercer is a private college, too, so I knew it would be a little bit more expensive as well. Um, so that was kind of my two big drives to pick KSU. So. And I also liked the idea that a lot of my friends from high school were also going to be going to Kennesaw. So it was also like a little bit of familiarity with that aspect too, where I was like, oh my gosh, it seems like it has it all. It's division one, it's close to home. And I'll already know some people going over there and have some friends that are going to be in college with me, which I thought was pretty cool. There you go. And obviously it worked out very well for you. Mm -hmm. So very happy <laughs> <laughs> to backtrack just a, just a step in your schooling did the thought of a pandemic or, hey, if a pandemic happens, this is what might unfold and this is maybe what you need to know ever come up? No, <laughs> never. So honestly, I can't even believe it's happening. <laughs> yeah, we never really talked about, you know, if a pandemic happened, this is what it would be and all that stuff. But luckily, like I said, Piedmont has done a really, really great job making us feel like we're prepared for, you know, anything with this pandemic. So. Is there anything that you have seen in the news and the media or someone has come to you that since you're on the inside and you're the one that's helping fight this, that you say, maybe that's incorrect or maybe that's wrong. Or do you think there's an accurate portrayal of what's going on out there? Basically, <laughs> do we, do we need to be corrected on anything? Yeah, um, maybe to a certain extent. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the media portrays things. I mean, it is it is bad, and I know it's really bad in New York and Louisiana, but as far as Atlanta goes, like our hospital, our whole hospital, honestly, has been pretty pretty empty just because we're preparing for like a huge surge. So, and like I said, I mean, I think sometimes the news – like puts those really rare cases because with medicine and with science, you're always going to have outliers. So they'll put the case on there where it seems like a young person that's pretty healthy got really sick from it. And so I think that scares people thinking that like, even though I'm young and healthy, I could still, you know, get really sick, which they can, but it, th those cases that they show, I mean, they really are outliers for the most part, if you're young and you're healthy you're going to be okay and you're not going to need to go into a hospital. You're not going to end up in critical condition for the most part. Um, and I sometimes think that the media portrays, you know, that they, they always show those outlying cases and it, it scares people. And so I think there's been like a lot of fear and not that it isn't serious, but I think a lot of people are too, too fearful just from the way that the more the media has portrayed everything. 
I think that was very well said, Emily. And we'll leave it with this. The floor is yours. Is there anything that you'd like to speak on that's on your heart or on your mind related to your time at KSU, uh, your career afterward as a nurse, or anything about the current pandemic we're in? Just some final thoughts, I guess I would just say that I really appreciated um, my experience at KSU. I had an incredible experience with incredible coaches and teammates, and I reflect and think back to my time at Kennesaw all the time because I had such a great four years there. Um, as far as the pandemic goes, um, I appreciate everyone's support because we've felt so much support from the community. So I appreciate everyone's support and um, just everyone stay safe, wash your hands and just continue to be healthy and safe out there. And um, that's all. That's all. One more thing. If somebody does want to buy you lunch, how can they do that? Mm. Um, if anyone's friends with me on Facebook, I shared my charge nurse, his Venmo name. So He's got, um, like I said, he's been collecting all the stuff. So if anyone's friends with me on Facebook, I don't care if you go want to go add me either. I've shared his post, so <laughs> they can donate. Wonderful. Emily, thank you again, not only for your time, but what you're doing right now, as well as your colleagues. You are the current heroes of America, and we really appreciate you. And we're excited that you're coming back to Kennesaw to pursue further education, and you eventually want to become a staff member here. I think that's incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are so thankful, not only for Emily's time, but more so of what she is doing right now, fighting the front line against the coronavirus. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm Nolan Alexander. Thank you again for listening to Inside the Nest. Thank you so much to Emily for the work that she's doing right now. If you enjoyed this podcast of Inside the Nest, we've got plenty more available on your favorite podcast platform and on ksuals.com slash podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It drops every single week. Before, we've had current student-athletes, alumni, alumni in sports media as well. It's all available on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Nolan Alexander. Be sure to follow Emily's advice. Continue staying safe, continue staying healthy, and go out. Go out.